Well, buying a home is similar to that. You get all of the stuff prepared before you actually start looking for a home so that you can move into it and make it your own home. You can actually possess it and make it yours. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. You know, this is where we talk about what it takes to get you ready to buy the home that you want to live in. We first talk about partner with professionals, then plan the money. And today we're going to talk about pick your place. You already have a team of people that are working with you. You're a real estate agent, you're a lender, you have a home inspector, you have um, uh you're working on getting somebody for doing insurance. You've got all these different people involved in movers. You're getting them lined up for, for when you're going to be ready. Uh, and you've also worked on planning the money. I mean, it's going to take money to buy a home. That's where that lender comes in place. Unless you're paying cash, somebody needs to loan you the bulk or all of the money you need to buy your home and you pay them back. That's what the lender helps you for. You're probably going to need some money for down payment, closing costs, the home inspection, the appraisal report. Um, all those different things and, and getting moved in. And once you have all that set up, then you start looking for a home. And you might think, well, I need to find a home first. Well, no, let's get things in the right order. Um, you don't plan a wedding without having a partner that you're going to marry, right? Uh, well, some do. But for the most part, you find the partner and then you do the wedding. You plan the wedding and you spend the rest of your lives living happily ever after. Well, buying a home is similar to that. You get all of the stuff prepared before you actually start looking for a home so that you can move into it and make it your own home. You can actually possess it and make it yours. What you want to do is pick your place. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. And there are three different aspects of picking your place. Number one is look at the possibilities. What are the possibilities of the home that you want? And I suggest that you choose three or four must-haves. Uh, does this house have to have three bedrooms or must it have four bedrooms? Because of your family size and you need a work office, uh, an office out of your home to work in, what are those requirements? Choose three or four of those. Number of bathrooms, a type of kitchen, yard, corner, fenced in, in a cul-de-sac, uh, on some land with a pool, what are your must-haves? And I say start here because that lets you narrow down a whole lot of other homes to not spend your time going and looking at those homes and not tie up your real estate agent or your lender looking at all these different homes, but pick three or four must-haves for yours. What are yours? You know, what is it that you're looking for? Does it have to be in a certain city? Does it have to be a certain distance from an airport uh, or your place of work uh, or where you worship or you shop, what are your schools? What is it you're looking for? And 
take some time to write down three or four of those and have that conversation with your real estate professional, that partner that you're working with to help you find something. It's important for that agent knows exactly what it is that you need and start with, like I said, three or four things that you know that you want. Then I would say, pick two or three things that you would like for it to have. Um, and if it's got those items, great. If it doesn't, you still might consider it and it might even be the home that you purchase. But you know there's some other things that you want on in the home. And so go ahead and decide what those are. It's okay to have some more desires than just it has to be a four bedroom with three baths and a fenced in backyard. Um, it would be nice if it had a pool. It'd be nice if it had, you know, a two car garage and then a detached garage for another vehicle or a boat or something. It'd be nice if it had those things, but those aren't have tos. Uh, the other things are the have tos, but write down two or three things that you would like for it to have. Who knows? You just might be able to find that. Then I would also say, make a list of two or three things of I call must nots. Definitely do not want this. Um, I don't want a house that has all of the bedrooms together. I want a split floor plan. I want my primary bedroom to be away from where the kids are or be away from where the office is, um, or it's okay to have them all together. But what are some must nots that, that you want? Um, it's, it can't be in a gated community, uh, whatever it may be. There's got to be some things that you know, you definitely do not want in a home. Now, it's possible that the home on the market that checks all of the other boxes might have one of those must nots. You just have to decide if you can live with that must not, or if you can find a way to eliminate it. You may not be able to, if it's in a gated community, you probably aren't looking at it anyway, unless you're just scrolling through late at night on your iPad or uh, on your phone, looking at properties and somebody shares one and it pops up and you go, Ooh, this has all the stuff I want, but oh no, it's in a gated community. I don't want this property. Give you an example of our home. Uh, my wife and I were looking for a home in uh, 2015. We were selling a home in another state where we were. And once it was sold, we ramped up the search where we currently lived looking for a home. Um, every home that we had owned, I had done some work in done some remodeling. It might've been some small stuff and it could have been some major stuff. Um, the last one, the one that we were selling in another state, we lived in for almost 15 years. And during that time, I, uh, took out a wall separating the living room from a, the, what we called a den from a formal living room and made that into a formal dining room. We, or we took the original formal dining room off the kitchen put a wall, put a couple of walls up and made a walk-in pantry there. Then um, we did a total overhaul of the bathroom in our bedroom, uh, made a big walk-in shower that you could roll a wheelchair in for some fam potential family reasons, uh, but we weren't happy with that. Made a laundry room that we could get to from our bathroom uh, so that we didn't have to go out of the, the bedroom uh, to get to the laundry room. Or uh, And then, I, then ultimately, I updated the other bathroom in the house and painted my girls' bedrooms and stuff. So we did a lot of work on that house. So when we were looking for a house where we live now, my wife's, one of my wife's must nots was she did not want to fix her upper. She didn't want something that was going to require me to have to do some work on. She wanted a move in ready, just 
walk up to the house, make an offer, get it closed, get it in our name, get the keys and move in. That's what she wanted. We had a, a decent budget, but neither of us could find a home that we were both happy with. Um, I either, we did knew that we wouldn't have the funds to turn the home into what I wanted it to be, uh, or it wasn't room in re- move in ready enough for her. So we kept looking and we also knew that where we were living with family at the time, we didn't really want to live in that city because it was not close to where we actually did life. We didn't want to live in that particular city. Well, my real estate agent, I wasn't an agent at the time. A real estate agent would send me emails from time to time with a list of properties. And um, one of the things that we'd said we wanted was we kind of wanted some land. I wanted a way, a place to be able to fish. So even if we didn't have land, we wanted it to be on a lake if it could be. So my agent sent me some properties to look at. These all had land and I'm scrolling down through the list. And for whatever reason, one of them catches my eye. That happens to be in the city that we said was a must not. We did not want that city. Uh, however, the street that it was on was the dividing line. So it was as close to the area that we really wanted to live in, but not be in that city. It was in the, it was in Olive Branch, Mississippi, instead of in South Haven, Mississippi. And it didn't really have to be South Haven, but that was the area that we did more stuff in. Anyway, it was a must not in the city. However, we took a look at it. And we drove up to the property and I could tell that it had not been taken care of very well. Come to find out the folks that had built the house had both passed away. He had passed away years ago. She had passed away a year before. Uh, Their age and um, health issues didn't allow them to be able to take care of the property very well. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, We've got some pollen in the air right now. But they hadn't been able to take care of the property very well, and it had been vacant for a year, uh, and it needed some updating. We were walking around in the house and looking at it. Uh, the Just, it was bad. There was a hole in the kitchen ceiling. A light fixture was dangling through. There was water damage on the ceiling from a water heater. Uh, it was just, it was bad. Uh, and my agent and I are looking at each other going, oh, this is a, a no, no deal. It's not going to happen. Um, we're standing in the kitchen. It's kind of dim. The lights aren't working very well. It's kind of dim. And my wife says, I know you're not going to believe this, but I want it. I love it. Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home. So get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now, back to the show. So guess what? We made an offer on the property and we got the property and we moved in. We moved in on, uh, in like September, the, we bought the house, I think on September the 14th or 15th. I need to look up the date to see for sure. Within an hour of closing, I'd already caught a fish in the pond. I was happy, ecstatic. And we spent the next three months gutting the inside of the house and getting it ready for us to move in the weekend before Christmas. Uh, so, um, and that was in 2015. And then I spent the next three months 
modifying, uh, updating the original two-car garage that was built into the house to become our primary bedroom. So we took a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, and converted it into a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath. Um, took out walls and all kinds of things. But the point is, we knew some things that we wanted. We either wanted some land where I could build a pond. We wanted a pond. We wanted to be on a lake. We wanted three bedrooms. Um, and But there were some things we didn't want. So even though you have some must-nots, uh, the must-haves may overcome the must-nots. It just could overcome that. So don't be so rigid in that uh, that you don't even consider those properties that have a must-not. But you need to know where you're starting at. You need to look at the possibilities of what the homes are. So narrow it down to what you want, what you would like, and what you don't want. And once you've narrowed the property down and you know what you're looking for and you're actually out looking then you get to make an offer when you find the property that fits those things. Just like we did. We made an offer on the property. Now, I'm going to challenge you to keep your offer reasonable. The market is constantly fluctuating. Right now, this is August of 2023 when this is getting recorded. We've just come through a huge seller's market in, in 2021 and 2022 with interest rates really low. Everybody wanted to buy a home. Now interest rates are higher. There aren't as many buyers out there. But guess what? There's not many properties out there either, which means that buyers can still get some good deals. And some sellers are still seeing multiple offers on their properties, at least in my market and in the markets I'm hearing about around the country. There's some markets that are depressed. There's some markets that are continuing to expand. Prices continue to go up. But keep your offer reasonable. Make it an offer that you could live with if the seller didn't make any changes at all. You make that offer, you're good for it. Um, don't come in super lowballing a property. I would be careful going in, putting something up really, really high. <clears throat> However, that's where you need that professional that you partner with, that real estate agent that you have as your partner. Listen to your agent. Your agent knows what's going on in the market, or if they should. If they don't, then you might need to find a way of how to fire your agent because you didn't hire the right one to begin with. I'm not telling you your agent is no good. I'm just telling you that if you're not getting the help that you need, the advice that you need, the guidance that you need, have a serious conversation with the agent that you have, the broker in their brokerage, and figure out a way to get out of them what you need from them or find a way to be able to move to an agent who can help you. You don't have to be stuck with somebody who is not serving you. Now, again, I'm not telling you to leave your agent. <clears throat> I'm just telling you that if you have some issues, get to the bottom of why you're not getting the help from them that you need from them, that you've brought them into your team to give to you. But keep that offer reasonable. Listen to your real estate agent to give you some guidance in making that offer. <clears throat> take a sip for a second. <clears throat> so make a reasonable offer, listen to your agent. And then number three, negotiate the offer. You need to be prepared to adjust the terms of what you submitted. The seller may come back and ask for more money. The seller could come back and um, indicate they will pay less or none of your closing costs or helping you with down payment issues, or maybe they won't do the home warranty that you asked for. Um, 
or put the new roof on that you might have asked for. But you need to be prepared to adjust the terms. Uh, you may end up needing to adjust the terms because your lender needs more time than what you built in. If you put in 30 days to close and things aren't moving quickly enough, the appraisal got delayed or things got delayed with getting uh, the inspection re repairs that you requested that the seller agreed to do, um, that could have could delay things. So there may need to be an extension before you can actually close and possess the property. Maybe the sellers are moving into a new home they're having built and they're running into delays. So they may want to come back and renegotiate a possession date from you. But just know that just because you have a signed agreement doesn't mean that it's actually going to end up the exact way it's written today or the day that it's accepted. Something could change in that. So I challenge you just to be prepared to adjust the terms of those deals. And if that's the case, <clears throat> you need to be prepared to keep looking. Uh, I, you know, hopefully the home that you want to make an offer on, you're getting accepted. But if you begin to have serious issues with that, you need to not be so set on that home that you overlook the potential that it might just be a different home that you need. Um, I've helped agents, I've helped uh, clients who uh, found homes that they wanted. And sometimes we made, especially back in 2020 and 2021, we might make offers on a dozen properties uh, before we get one. Or even uh, there was one, one client that I got a couple of offers accepted, but um, the inspections revealed some things and we were, we, terminated and got out of those deals. And that client went on to find something else and loves the house that they're living in now. Um, but you need to be prepared that just because that you've made an offer, you have an accepted offer, that negotiation of the offer throughout that whole process might mean that you're going to go back and start looking all over again. So just be prepared for that. Don't be caught off guard. Hopefully you're going to get the home that you want the very first one that you make an offer on and it's going to close exactly the way that the offer was accepted and there's not going to be any issues. That's the goal. That's what we want to see happen out there. I just want to prepare you that that may not be the case. You have that professional agent on your team. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have an agent yet. I strongly suggest that you get a buyer's agent who can help you navigate all this process so that you're not trying to figure out how to do it all on your own. Uh, but that agent is helping you out so that you're making the best decisions that you have, that you are ready to buy that home when the home that you want actually becomes part of your uh, in, in your world. When you begin to notice that home through online searches, from your real estate agent, neighbors, friends, social media, wherever you see that home, you need to be ready for that. And part of being ready for that is knowing what you want, what you would like to have, what you don't want. Having that agent who you're trusting and you're listening to them and you're prepared to make a reasonable offer and know that the terms of the offer may end up being negotiated and you might need to be searching for a different home. Hopefully this is helping you be a little bit more prepared to buy a home. Uh, you've heard me say before, or if this is your first time listening to this podcast, uh, you can listen to this wherever you get podcasts. There's also a YouTube channel, Get Me Ready to Buy. Um, but I am in the Mid-South market, West Tennessee, Northwest Mississippi. I help buyers and sellers in that market be confident in their selling and buying process. And if you are in an area that's not in my market and you don't have an agent, 
I can help you partner up with an agent in your area that's going to get you the results that you need. Um, I helped a client uh, sell last month. They're moving to um, another state from where they currently lived. Uh, I had a network of agents in that area. I found them one they connected with. And I found out last week that they were able to get a home under par under contract. So they're being able to move forward and buy a home and they love the agent that's helping them out. I can help you do the same thing if you don't have an agent where you are, who you know, like, and trust. I can help find you one so that you are prepared when you find that home to make sure that you're ready to buy. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. Hopefully you found all this information helpful to you and it's made a little more sense out of what it takes to actually buy a home and you feel a little bit more confident about your home buying process. Now, again, as I shared in earlier, if I can help you buy a home in the Mid-South or find you an agent wherever you are, just reach out to me at midsouth.homes or whatever link is here on this podcast or uh, down below in the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I just mentioned the YouTube channel. There is a Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel where you can actually watch the podcast if you'd rather do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather listen to it, you can find the link to GetMeReadyToBuy.com and you'll find where you can listen to all the podcasts wherever you get podcasts. I hope that you'll also rate and review the show. There's a link here in the notes, in the show notes or here where you can review the show and rate it so that others who are looking to buy a home just like you can find it, especially if you found it helpful. And I would love a five-star review if this has been helpful to you. The other thing you can do is remember to get your score at ReadyToBuyScore.com. And as always, hit the subscribe button so that you are the first to find out the latest information about what it takes for you to be ready to buy a home. Have a blessed day.